Hi there, Nitika ma'am. Uh, this is Hi. Nadia. This is Nadia from ZenOnCo.io and Love Heals Cancer. We guide cancer patients on adopting an integrative oncological treatment approach. We help them find the balance between medical treatment and complementary treatment approaches. We help patients with our team of oncologists, lab experts, nutritionists, and other healthcare professionals so that we can improve the treatment outcome for the patient as an overall basis, right? And as part of our forum here, we are connecting patients we are connecting caregivers we are connecting survivors and today we have nitika ma'am here with us to share her inspirational story we can't wait to hear her she's a cancer warrior and she's gone through a story that is so inspirational i myself can't wait to hear as being october being the part of breast cancer awareness we are really looking forward to this ma'am over to you Thanks, Nadia. That was, I think, uh, too much of praise for me. I'm sure everybody has their story to tell, but uh, tell me, where do I start? Ma'am, we can start with where you started your diagnosis and uh, wherever you think uh, this all changed your life from when you started seeing symptoms. And, yeah, from See, there. Um, frankly, where it was just a friend of mine who'd had a double mastectomy. And uh, since I had just turned 50, I just celebrated a big 50th celebration of mine, we decided that uh, my husband and I, let's do some cancer marker tests. Literally, it was like, let's, you know, hand in hand, let's go and get some tests done. It was a, there was no symptom. There was no symptom. There was nothing, zero zilch. And uh, both of us went, we went, but I did want to do cancer marker tests because my dad has had cancer about five years back. He's had uh, colorectal. He's still there. So they did a surgery. But um, so I was clear. I knew the cancer marker test. So I, we just went to a gynec and she said, do these. We went and did some sonograms. And uh, in the when the sonograms were being done, uh, when he did the sonogram for the breast. Uh, now, see, I have menopause. So when he did the sonogram for the breast, he saw a fib uh, what is called a fibroadenoma. Uh, basically, in layman language, it's like a cyst. He said it's only this small, uh, literally like a centimeter. Uh, a centimeter is this small. That's a centimeter. So he said, but it... He doesn't. He didn't know whether it was carcinogenic or not. He said, either we do a biopsy, but my gynec said, uh, it's so small and it's so deep that if a biopsy is done, it may just shatter inside. So she forwarded me to an oncologist uh, who's very famous in Bombay and uh, he checked me out. Even he couldn't feel it. So that's what I'm trying to tell you, that there were no symptoms. Absolutely no. If I had waited for symptoms, probably it would have reached stage, I don't know what stage, because it was so deep and it was so small. And I would not have felt, he could not feel it. Finally, uh, he said that, uh, you know, I think you need a mammogram and an MRI. So one lesson that is to be learned is do not do a mammogram without a doctor's prescription. We do in India tend to, because we have the liberty of medical facilities and our freedom, we walk into a lab and say, mammogram chahiye, because karna hai. But we shouldn't do that until the doctor says so. So he, because you, in fact, in Tata Hospital, they will not, they get angry if you do a mammogram more than once in two years, unless there's a need. So this doctor told me, do a mammogram and MRI. And it, even there, it kind of was on the fence and said that maybe a carcinogenic may indicate, may not, but uh, uh, it'll have to be removed. So all this was done in five days, the removal. Just a lump. Uh, I opted for a lumpectomy. There is always a choice of a mastectomy, a lumpectomy. Or uh, in some cases, they directly go in for chemotherapy. That is always dependent on the doctor. But in my case, even to diagnose it, they needed to do something. And they said that it, since it was so small, might as well take it out. 
and do what is called a frozen biopsy wherein they take it to the where when they are taking it out at the surgery they just take it to a you know neighboring room where they put it on a little machine and tell you whether it is malignant or not so you get your answer at the minute you open your eyes the further detailed biopsies of course take their normal 10 days and whatever so that is when i was told that yes it is carcinogenic i was lucky to have the greater support system i had great doctors and uh, great family i had everything okay surgery is done and then again i was sitting on the fence as to should we do chemo or not now because it was so small um then again the doctor said um, you know do further tests to see whether you need chemo i said but the further tests are also 99.8% correct suppose you tell me 99.8 and i happen to be in that point 2 even if it goes to us and comes back and uh, i did hear about that case about that actor ayushman's wife wherein she had um, i may be a little mixed up in this but i think she had opted for not for just not doing chemo and then later it came back so that kind of stuck in my brain because then she had she got it back within months and she had to do mastectomy so i said that so we, we decided to go to tata after that we decided not to go with a, a private hospital one is i stay very close to tata and secondly tata is supposed to be the god of cancer i mean i was told that if you can uh, take it because uh, there is a lot of poverty there there is a lot of sadness there there is a lot of pathos so it's really terrible you are seeing small children you are seeing poor people on the road you are seeing people under the flyover it's really sad i mean uh, i've been told by people that i couldn't do it i mean they couldn't do it so i went with only one logic that um, they are dying i am dying net net sab ek hi jagah ja rahe hain okay yes they don't have the money and i do but net net we all have the same uh, problem you have cancer i have cancer so i just want the best doctor i'm not going to look at a ladida uh, hospital if i can get the best doctors the whole research the whole team is sitting in tata so that's where we went we met the dean and he suggested i do chemo he said that your tumor is aggressive a person has to understand that you can have a tiny tumor don't ignore it so even though you may think oh is you know even if you feel something and say i it's small and let me wait and see if it gets bigger you know people don't want to go to the doctor if it gets bigger i'll go it could get bigger in a week and it could take 6 months to get bigger it could take a year so the rate of aggression differs with service the size one is a size differs and the other is a rate so when they say stage stage is a size when they say grade it is your aggression i'm giving it to you in the most basic terms so he said your grade is high and it's running even as small as it was with zero symptoms it was charging so we decided to do go in for chemo my only i had to decide in 3 month 3 minutes whether i want to or i don't want to so because the choice is always yours you can always say no i don't want to do chemo it's my life my ticket i've removed the lump i'm fine it may or may not come back radiation was a definite yes that is a given so chemo what i it has its disadvantages and we are still suffering for it but uh, what i thought was that if it comes back 10 years later you know chemo will give me an edge of let's say i think uh, maybe 4% the surgery is the biggest uh, removal then you have radiation which is a huge percentage of your you know factor of not getting it back and then you have chemo but i said for this 4% it should not be that 10 years later it comes back and then i say i wish i had done it i had never ever lived with regrets in my life i think i've only two that's it and i don't now i don't even remember those post cancer kya hai ko who cares i don't want to go back 10 years later and say that i shit i should have done the chemo that time and it would have gone it was just that 
it it ruins you it ruins you in different ways then that's how we went for chemo and um, i decided to do chemotherapy in tata i have been told the radiation techniques in tata are the best in the city in the country and um, this is by my doctors and that's why i'd gone to tata to talk radiation and then they said that you need to do chemo so i started with chemo it was hell it was every bit of hell as they put it every bit of hell that they show the puking the vomiting the so you know when i first went the doctor i asked the doctor will my hair fall when she looked at me tired jaded and says hair loss is the least of your worries tab that time i didn't know what i had not started yet till i started then i realized that so i had pretty longish hair i mean up till here and uh, at that point i think it was a boon that my hair <laughs> fell off because when i would vomit nobody had to hold my hair back i had no hair to <laughs> it was it was a little easier and i would be so tired that i was actually relieved that i don't have to wash my hair i mean look at the pros so all i had, and i got such a big kick because i got to use baby shampoo all over again so i was buying mom's company organic baby shampoo i'm not advertising but i'm just trying to tell you the thrill that i got so i would take this little bit and you know it gave me little little kicks in life so i kept myself going through is what i would tell someone find someone something to keep you going i'm sure everybody does it so what uh, used to make me now i look back and i look at my photos and i actually think like did i really do all this i mean was i what was i up to because i was stuck in a room because my immunity really had fallen my wbcs were low so i was nobody was allowed to meet me so i took out all my junk jewelry you know silver and costume not the gold ones and every day i would put on something new take selfies and send it to my friends to give my friends credit they all said you look beautiful i don't know what i looked but they all said you look beautiful oh wow oh so i would put on a pendant and then i would say today's jewelry and i would take a selfie it did give now i, I mean i didn't do it after that so it just gave me something to do in the mornings you know okay what do you do i mean i'm sitting the whole day sitting alone and people even the family was you know would avoid my kids would avoid coming into the room because my immunity was so low it had hit me badly i used to watch a lot of television i think yes what they say is that it changes you yes it changed it changed me certainly because uh, as i say buddha found his all the buddhists who hear this will give me galis but uh, found his enlightenment under some tree i found it sitting in front of my tv watching you know all adventure series watching crime watching murder watching uh, all the bloodshed so there was even this series on medical series where the patient would um, was actually had cancer and she was going through chemo and she was vomiting all the time and she lost her hair that was the best series for me but total it was gruesome mar rahi hai to marne do it was like you know i am enjoying myself because i can't watch just you know sad stuff or or you don't want to hear people telling you be positive no you want to be negative it's okay to be negative yeah i've got cancer yeah i mean it is a life it might have been small but it's a life threatening problem let's face it i mean let's not sugar coated and say this too shall pass if i actually you know uh, my son would say he's i've got an older son we'll print out a notice what not to say to mama this too shall pass be positive i didn't want to be positive there were days i wanted to howl i want to cry let me cry i mean so people would say if you cry uh, your immunity will fall so so i wouldn't cry because i didn't want my immunity to fall then i would fall sick so i wouldn't get a headache but that was you need to be able to cry 
vent it out and then carry on. So chemo passed. Chemo was a chemo was hell. Just for chemo, I don't want any any of this again. I can handle the rest of it. But chemo was hell because it hit the the vomiting hit me very badly, very very badly. I mean, I had to be taken back every time. Very frankly, after I came home back, I used to go in the night because I would get the shivers and it was bad. So then there was a rate, but it would be bad for about three days. Okay, you got to live. So then there was a radiation which was peaceful, mm-hmm. and uh, Tata um, allowed me to do. I'm thankful to them to do radiation there. So they sometimes I think they feel that if you can afford it, you should be able to go to a another hospital so that the uh, not so well off can go to Tata. I should not be stealing somebody's. But since I had a dip. You know, I feel people should at least get a second opinion from Tata. So my radiation, which happened there, I would not have got it anywhere else because it was a very weird radiation in that sense. It is not there in India. Only four hospitals offer that kind of accelerated radiation. Normally, it is done for breast. When they do it, it is five days a week, five weeks, five or six weeks. Well, that's what my doctor had told me, my surgeon. That you'll have to come every day and uh, do this. But um, when I finally went there, he said you've got a different kind of, uh, you know, different case. Which uh, so that we 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 can uh, you follow you fall into a certain criteria and category, which we'll sort it out. And you have to come only once a week. So we give you the same thing. But that's because I was fifty. I'm, this is very rare. It's not. Uh, but the fact is. I could get it being a rare person. If I had gone to a private hospital, I would not have got this because they do not have the sources and the resources for research the way Tata has. So I had the head of radiation watching over my radiation and uh, so that it's less of a pain. I go only once a week that way. And that's how it was done. And I never wore a wig, if that is what worries people. That seems to be a big worry. So while I was finishing radiation, once I finished, I in fact used to started going to the Tata Hospital to help a bit in their counselling. We used to counsel the pre-operative patients. That gave me also a lot of, um, you know, confidence in uh, in handling myself. So when I would go there and I would see them and I would feel that I am I'm good. I've come out of it and I'm helping somebody, you know. So that and I had to talk in Shuddh Hindi because a lot of them came from Orissa, from Bengal and from Bihar and Maharashtra. So all my Bachpan ki school Hindi came out. Like for, I could not remember in one class, what do you say for signature in one session? So I'm, I had to think that suddenly it came, Hastakshar. Hastakshar bolte. So, so but uh, we had to stop because of the COVID situation. But I've been going there. So for, and because I think that I was cured with uh, Tata, I, I never mind going to Tata. I, I always find, I, I'm very happy when I go there. I hate saying it. It sounds so bad. And people say, don't talk to me about cancer again. Don't talk, don't talk to me about the hospital. But uh, I've never, uh, even to, I had to recently go and pick up some medicines of mine. It was just like I'm home. It's like my home. Maybe because I got cured. If, I, if, it, if, it, if they had done something bad with me, then I may not have liked it, obviously. But net net, I like it because of that. Maybe. You've been there for that long as well. Keep going. You always kept going back. I go. I went back after that also. Yeah. Yes. So yes. I. Uh, I don't know. I. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do uh, because when I see the the poorer people or the little uneducated or the small town, they have a very bad time. Unka to matlab unke jo you know the stigmas attached. Ham kaise jayenge bina bal ke. हमने तो किसी को बोला ही नहीं है आई सर आप हमको तो पल्लू लेना पड़ेगा 
ہم نے تو اپنے بچوں کو نہیں بولا ہے سب ہم کیا کریں گے ہم روٹی کیسے بنائیں گے ایسا میں نے دوسرے دن روٹی بنائی ہے یہ نہیں کہ انگلش میں دوسرے دن روٹیاں بنائی ہیں اپنی سبزیاں بنائی ہیں یو کین ڈو اٹ اٹس آل ہیئر اف آئی ایون ود کیمو ود پیوکنگ آئی ہیڈ ہیوج سپورٹ بٹ آئی ہیو ہیوج ول پاور دیٹ آئی ول ڈو مائی ورک سو یس جس دن الٹی کی دو دن نہیں میں کچھ کرتی تھی اس کے بعد تیسرے دن آئی ول میک اپنا کھانا بناؤ اپنی سبزیاں بناؤ ٹھیک ہے باقی گھر کسی نے سنبھالا آئی ہیڈ ہیوج سپورٹ فرام فیملی اٹ از اے بگ That was going to be my next question, ma'am, about your family and the care that you received from home, yes. I, have my, I live with my husband and my two uh, older children. They are adults now. But, uh, and my mother-in-law. To give them credit, each person, starting from my mother-in-law, to give her first credit, because people say, she doesn't do it, but she was, a, I would say, a god. And I'm not saying this for, uh, just for show. she she's old obviously if i'm 50 something she's old but she held the house and we could not suddenly get a cook in because uh, uh, i mean i no newcomers were allowed in the house right but uh, she helps to you know she held sabke and my my kids were doing the internships at time so their food their khana and uh, she held and my husband He stood with me, he's wiped my vomit, he's cleaned up. My kids, my son's 25 now and my daughter's 21. So my son, he was here for an internship, luckily for me. And he, I mean, there was not a single point, Nadia, that I can't think of a minute, a minute where I felt ki, how will this happen? How At any point, yes, I do have a driver, all that thing, but I had the kind of support. And then I, in fact, started even a page on Facebook. And there also I wrote that um, people say that uh, God has saved me. Bhagwan ne kiya. I have nothing. I mean, God is great and God is there. But I don't hear people saying even once, which used to irritate me. ڈاکٹرس نے کتنا کیا وائی آر ڈاکٹرس نیور جسٹ بیکاز وی آر پیئنگ دیم وی بیکاز وی پے سو دے ڈونٹ دے آر ڈونگ دے جابس گو ٹو ٹاٹا اینڈ سی دے سی ٹو ہنڈریڈ اینڈ ففٹی پیشنٹس اے ڈے دا ڈاکٹر ایچ ڈاکٹر آئی لرنٹ دا آرٹ آف ویٹنگ ان دیز بیٹھنے کی جگہ نہیں ہے ایک ٹانگ پہ کھڑے ہو جا کوئی بات سب زمین پہ آتا ہے I mean, like I've heard, I've seen in movies, the person is vomiting, then somebody just does this and everybody is fine. But here I couldn't stop. Like, it was bad. So I lost it. In the beginning, it was bad. The first two weeks were horrible. I mean, I was angry. I was irritable. I was shouting. I was screaming. I was, I didn't know what had hit me. Then I, then my daughter tells me, it's happened to you. You need to calm down. People are doing things for you. What more can somebody do? And that's when I realized people are doing things for me. I mean, everybody's doing everything for me. All I'm doing is sitting on my bed and throwing tantrums. So I need to shut up. And that's, as someone said, do meditation. I said, oh yeah, it's done. <laughs> so you know what? Uh, the one word, Nadia, which took me through, uh, no, no mantar, No jap, no puja, no part. Whatever gives you peace. I, I would say to anybody, if you want to do puja part, please do. If someone has said that please do. Do whatever. One thing during 
this whole treatment, whether you do only chemo, you do only whatever you do, जो मन को अच्छा लगता है करो whatever it makes you happy to just don't stress because that you don't need with this uh, with this illness you don't need that so my father told me this because i whined a bit to him i said um, i must have done something in my past lives that i have to get this you know i i'm a do gooder i am a giver i look after everybody he's been in the army he's a doctor had had many surgeries in his life also yes. also cancer bad it was a bad cancer surgery for him listen to me for 10 minutes going my whining and then teen cheeze boli inhone cancer ek bimari hai chemo ek ilaj hai baki sab kuch niyamat hai niyamat means blessing yes. is the english word that i can think of the nearest I said, क्या ब्लैसे क्या नियामत है मेरे को तो बीमारी हो गई ना मुझे तुमको डॉक्टर्स तुमको पांच दिन में पता चल गया तुम्हें बीमारी है लोगों को छह छह महीने नहीं पता चलता तुमको डॉक्टर नजदीक मिला तुमको उसी हफ्ते मंडे को गए हो उसने सैटरडे को बेड दे दिया दर्सेज वो केयरिंग तुमको प्रॉब्लम हुई रात को तुम्हें देख लिया they saw you immediately in the casualty it took me 4 minutes to reach the hospital 4 minutes and i was within 5 6 minutes i was on my be- on the bed how what more do i ask he said aur kya niyamat chahiye he said tumhare dono bade bade bacche khade hain to help you jiske chote bacche hain unko wo bhi sochna padta hai he says that's when i started thinking and i even joined some gratitude group where i would write three things i'm grateful for every day it took me through it's that uh, i think luke catinos he has one gratitude sangha so i just mm-hmm. joined it i didn't believe in it but i think it helped immensely i would just say i'm thank grateful that there is a sun outside i'm grateful for this cup of tea i'm grateful that i may that i had this mug i'm grateful that i had this laptop sma likhti thi i mean How much can I keep writing? I'm grateful for my mother-in-law. I'm grateful for my. Itna roj likhungi. Right, right. Ma'am, tell us about your lifestyle. How it used to be before cancer. How it went through the treatment, and how it is right now. What do you mean lifestyle? I, I don't. Your diet, your your eating habits, your exercise. See, uh, your diet. What you're saying is that uh, even prior to the chemo. Uh, the treatment even prior to the treatment i've been very particular which is why i couldn't figure out why this happened to me it's not that i smoke i don't smoke i don't drink is maybe once in two weeks i will have one 15 ml drink that's it or may sometimes even a month so i don't really know why this happened i mean if you want to uh, i have stopped blaming anything but i've been very particular about my diet before uh for nearly 2 years before that i had started using a lot more of your cold pressed oils a lot more of organic food what they so called say hopefully it is organic food and um so for nearly 2 years before that i had been used been particular till then i think my our awareness was not there so much so we didn't so simply yes i used to eat a lot of your samosas and fries and namkeens as much as anybody would but uh, two years because i used to suffer from migraines so i had start then i cut down all these things your maidas so two years prior to this i have had a very good diet and uh, during chemo i would not like to comment on the diet because i found find that uh, if i say something each person each patient each uh, treatment and protocol is different so i could be given a certain diet and the next person would not be given that diet and i used to get very annoyed with people telling me uh tumko ye khana chahiye finally i figured that what the hospital is telling me is what works because it depends on which uh which medicine they are pumping into you so if they're giving you a particular kind of protocol that way if it damages your stomach lining then you have to be 
very careful about what you eat. So you do not eat from, but one thing is for sure in most chemos, whether it is breast, thyroid, brain, most, is um, avoid outside food during chemo because you don't want to fall sick. Avoid fruits with thin skin, patla chilka, like a plum, amrood. So I could not eat that. You only eat stuff which you can peel off. Like don't eat in India. They say don't eat uh, salads raw. Abroad you can because definitely it is cleaner. Here it is not. So you don't know how well it's been washed. So even if you're peeling the cucumber, you don't know. So for for me, for I stopped eating salads completely. I said why take a chance? But fruit. I did not want to give up. It was mango season when I got it. Mangoes mm-hmm. I don't. So, so my mom-in-law would take warm water and wash the mango with it, wash the knife, wash my... So all my bartan were kept separately. This is a lot of chemo people do this. Their vessels, their cutlery, the plates are kept separately. And uh, it is... Uh, since I have a dishwasher, I don't wash it separately. So in the dishwasher, the temperatures are very high and they get they come out and they, um, they're kept separately for me. So it's right. already washed with hot water, so it doesn't matter. So uh, And I've continued the same diet. After the chemo radiation, I got back to the same diet. For a few months, for three months after that, I had to be careful about outside food. And then, so for a year, they say that you should be careful about not falling sick. So if I I felt sick for a year, I had to go back to, for three months, I had to go back to Tata. And after that, I go to a GP, but I have to tell him. COVID was difficult for me because I can't meet people at all since I become immunosuppressed. But take it, it's okay. Right, ma'am. Also, one more thing that baffles me is this just happened by chance. It was not even a symptom that showed you on your body. It was just something to thought you should go and do and um, I don't know it just you just found out something so valid for your life you know yeah I still can't get my head around the fact (laughs) that you know I don't know could have gone anyway like gone anywhere I mean if I had not gone it would have and I'd gone if I waited by chance if a symptom had come I would have been in stage three this was stage one it was right. only one centimeter. It was so deep. In, it was one. It was not on the surface. Like some right. people say, we felt the, uh, you know, the whatever the lump at the surface. So mine wasn't on the surface. It was very deep inside, and they also took out some nodes. So it is a pain. I mean, when they they check your auxiliary nodes, which are in the armpit, yeah, if it's spread to the armpit, so the nodes. That is a pain which you have to live with all your life. You need to be careful. You don't lift more than five kilos. Uh, for for one year, you don't lift more than five kilos. We can't wax our arms. We cannot shave our arms. We are not allowed to um, take BP on that arm. Mm. Right. right. So, uh, what I found is most of the private hospitals do not even tell you a lot of this, which is very sad. They don't even tell you the exercises which are needed. I was not told. I'm not naming any hospitals, but I'm not. I was not told that you can't do that. You need to do these exercises. So I used to be in pain till I went to the Tata, and they said you don't know the exercises. I said no. They said please go. There's a physio room. Go and learn. Until date, I have the pamphlet and the exercises which I'm supposed to do all my life. Wow. There is a there is a regime for uh, to stop lymphedema. But I've right, private hospitals, if you're doing a surgery, do it, no? Do that also. Why are those exercises not taught? You know, just do one session. It take it's it's a 10 minute, it's a 10 minute. That's all. And yes, when you get lymphedema, it is the most pain pain. I've heard of people getting it 19 years after they've had a surgery. Okay. And it's, not saying it's horrible. Mm. That's right. Why. Yes, I mean, there's always an if that if I had not done this or no. Yeah, yeah, that that also, that also. Ma'am, uh, what was your reaction when you first saw those reports that said, okay, now I'm cancer-free? 
but I'm cancer free. Cancer free is for the right now, maybe. Uh, it was just this year which I did. Uh, yes, the August. Yes, it was relief, of course. I mean, I didn't think because I've been putting on weight, so there's no uh, thanks to the medicines I'm taking. I am putting on a little weight, which I'm trying to lose. But uh, the chemo had some, and the medicines I take, they do have a little bit of uh, side effect of uh, osteoporosis. You need to be very careful. And the tiredness does not go for very long. One thing I would tell to people who've gone through chemo is that you feel the treatment is over, the medicines are over, the radiation is over, your hair has come back, you're fine. And people say, Ab sab kuch theek hai. it's not, it's not. You deep inside, you're still wondering what happened. Come to terms with it. And secondly, your body is tired. They pumped in poison inside you. It's gone all the way into your bone marrow and stopped everything. So it's okay to sympathize, go into a little bit of self-pity, but give yourself a break. You know, after chemo, you're going to be suddenly tired even for a year. It could take a year, it could take two years. So for me, so at that time, you need to just rest, rest your body. It's presumed that you're fine. It, you don't realize what's happening. So you're just suddenly tired. But you need to rest it out. There's no other, there is nothing else that you can do except just fall flat and rest. So that's one suggestion which I wish people had told me because I couldn't understand it. Instead yes, of giving me gyan on food. <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped listening to people because everybody would give me their version, but that didn't work with me. Yes, I mean, our sources need to be authentic and get the information. Mm -hmm. The right information needs to reach you. And also, I have done a treatment last year. If somebody does a treatment two years later, technology has advanced. The medicines have advanced. What happened five years back is not happening now. Like right. the radiation I got, it's only been 15 years old and 15 years is nothing. Yeah, ma'am. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, it takes ten years for them to have uh, guinea pigs, and then for the sample studies in UK, and then they've only been done doing it for five years. So I'm pretty new in the story. So, yes, yes, ma'am. Uh, Coming to um, the lessons learned, you wake up with so much gratitude. Like the way you're talking to me, you, you there is so much zest in you and vibrance. You're talking about a story, maybe that would have had. So many ups and downs while you were going through it. But today we are having this conversation about it. And I feel your entire perspective has changed. Could you talk to us more about that? Um, see, you know, they say that uh, with chemo, you get a slight memory loss, which is called chemo fog. Mm -hmm. When I was told, I obviously, I mean, I had only four cycles. I mean, the other female had uh, 16 cycles. So... I had four cycles, but I slowly found that I was getting a slight, I couldn't remember things. So for me, everything is a challenge. Everything is a challenge. So I started thinking, what can I do to exercise the muscles of my brain? So I'm by nature, I do uh, indulge in, uh, you know, the occult in the sense, palmistry and stuff. So I started learning numerology because I needed to learn math. and then. Uh, in that, though I used to be tired a lot of the times, and then I started learning astrology. So I'm 51 now. I'm learning astrology, which is a very deep subject. And I'm learning tarot. I'm learning a lot of tarot is still easy, but astrology is a lot of study, a lot of charts, a lot of studies. So, and I slog at it. I, my kids laugh at me. So through the lockdown, that kept me going. So I had no issues uh, about uh, I'm cooped up at home. The minute the lockdown started, we stopped the physical classes and went for this. Because what I, I think I moved into a phase, you move into a phase where, see, we all know we are going to die, Nadia. It's not, somebody's going to die at one point and somebody's going to die, you know, at another day. I'm not going to die in a hurry. I'm not saying I will. But suddenly when you have a terminal illness, and especially one like cancer, I'm not saying that the heart attack people are going to die later. It's just that cancer is a is a like a heart attack person. I not that I'm 
putting that, undermining that, but he knows it's his heart. So his heart is what he needs to be careful with. But now I know I'm taking a medicine which I also need to worry about my uh, uterus now. Will it affect my the walls of my uterus? I'm now on a hormone drug which could give me a uterine cancer. And will I, you know, so that fear of even if I have a, uh, even if my blood is tired, even if I'm tired, I'll be thinking, is it a kind of blood cancer? So the, the sword is always on our head. And of course, I knew I was going to die, but the door was very far off. I call it my red door. I don't know why I like red, I think. Even the death door is red door. So the door, which I could not see till now, I, can, I could see it now suddenly. So it's still far away. It's still not there. But it's there. So my attitude changed that I am going to live my life the way I want to. I, um, I was the kind of person who worried about everybody. I mean, I'm not going to say holistic reasons. and uh, I mean, we all know that. So let's leave that. So, uh, but I was the kind who would worry. I mean, you have a problem. I still do it. But now I have my boundaries. I still worry about it, but I'm able to detach. Earlier, I would not detach. Earlier, I would, you know, overflowing with nurturing and mothering care. And I would have sleepless nights. It would affect you. It would affect me badly, badly. And But with this, slowly, slowly, I, you know, in Tata, in the, I don't know about the other hospitals, they don't let you take photos in the ward. But I used to tell my daughter, and I hope they're not watching this, but they would tell my daughter, take photos. So each chemo, I took photographs. So someone said, how can you be so morbid? I mean, you're getting... So I said, the, you know, the medicine that they give you, you give me at least, was a red color liquid. The, the, the chemo drug, it was a red IV fluid. And I was not allowed to move a millimeter. That red fluid is what keeps me going. So every time I go back into my uh, original mode of either being a sucker or being a, you know, self-pity or uh, whining a bit or going, nay, I wish I could do this, anything like that, anything negative. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, I'll do it for some days because... I've now moved away from the chemo zone. It's been a year. So the bottle is far away now. It's, it's there now. It's there. But suddenly I remember the bottle. And uh, then I ask myself, do you want that again? And then, no. The red bottle. I still remember the red, clear. It was clear liquid. Clear. It's, and like I burnt my arm. So the liquid, one day it leaked. So if you see it here, I don't know. Yeah. Can you see it? I can see it. I this can burn. See it. It's a, it's a, the vein got burnt. It's gone. Okay. So, uh, so people say, oh, like, you know, my mother started crying when she saw it on, uh, when she, she doesn't stay here. She said, I mean, it was a horrible. Sometimes I think this was worse than the chemo, these small, small things. Because it burnt, it got infected, and a whole lot of things happened. Because uh-huh. it's poison. The medicine is poison. Hmm. It goes through your veins and if the needle touches the wall of the veins, you're gone. It's spread. And then it, then it burns away. Mm. So, so then I look at this mark and I tell myself, so get a hook. So my hook is this scar. That, mm. uh, do, do I want this uh, any more of this? So I say no. And then I just do what I want and I live my life the way I want to. Because uh, I don't want to go back to being a person who can, you know, just take. Uh... All right, ma'am, you were saying. So uh, the perspective changes. And I think it happens for a lot of people that they realize that uh, um, if earlier they had, let's say, uh, uh, 30 years to live more, maybe it's only reduced by, let's say, five years. Let's take it. Chalo. I mean, I'm going to live. I'm, it's not going to come back. I, I'm positive about that. It's not going to come back. I've got a genetic uh, testing done. Mm. But that's five years less, no? And why am I losing out on that? I mean, I may not live till 90. I may live till 85. But I don't want to live. I would have liked to live till 90, maybe. So every day, even if I, I will try not to hold, I do not hold a grudge anymore 
earlier I would hold a grudge and not let go. Maybe, maybe I couldn't earlier let go and now I can. It's as simple as that. It's not that now I, I think now I don't have, I didn't have a choice then and I don't have a choice now. Your perspective automatically changes. It's like earlier somebody said something to me, it would fester, fester, fester in my brain, for, fester for years. Mm-hmm. Now it's, if I object so much to it, then I'll tell you on your face. And then I walk mm-hmm. away. And but now I've also realized that maybe he's going through his own hell. I mean, who cares? Or, or it is who cares? Who cares? Frankly, yeah. who cares? It's uh, I, it sounds a little bald and it sounds a little rude sometimes. I think I come across sometimes. My family sometimes thinks that I may be a little rude on this, <laughs> but I think they've understood. Earlier, I would fret. You know, I would tell my daughter, "You did not take this medicine. You did not take this." She's old enough and she, she didn't like it, for example. And now I just tell her, you need to take this medicine. And I walk away. It's not that I don't love her. But I've understood that I don't need to break my brains about it. She will take it. If she doesn't, she knows what's going to. We all know what's good for us. And yeah. The family that... changed. My family changed too. They also grew up in many ways. They also understood many things. My children changed radically. My daughter really changed. Mm. Ma'am, coming to my final question, ma'am. What is your takeaway message to everybody out there? Words of wisdom for someone who has had this encounter with a disease like cancer. For somebody who's not had it, check up, check up, check up, check up is what I'd constantly say, which I've said even on another site. If you've not had a cancer, today, earlier it was 40, today after 35, go to a, if you have it in your family, go earlier to a doctor. So what I'd constantly say, if you've not had it till now, please go for a checkup. Please do self-checks. Those self-checks don't necessarily help you. They didn't help me. But or go to a, spend money on a gynec and ask them to do a sonogram. A sonogram is safe. And somebody who's had it, I would say even if you've got two years to live, live them to your fullest. I mean, there's even if you've reached a stage where there's nothing left now, I know people who have seen people who knew they were going in six months. And this lady went all the way abroad and she came back. So if you whatever you can afford, I know I met a patient in Tata who said after she got her treatment, she says, uh, very, uh, very average lady. And she said, I got a tattoo done. And I don't want any more needles in me. I mean, I've got my needle marks I don't want. But she wanted a tattoo. She got a tattoo done. So I'm intending that when this COVID stops and when I can travel again, I love, love traveling. All my tickets have been cancelled. Because they said for a year after chemo, you don't travel abroad. I want to pierce my ears here. Hmm. The upper one. But this one, you have. I want to go to Jammu and do it because I'm part Kashmiri. But uh, uh, no, not this one. This is this. I'll be touching the cartilage. Thank it's you. a bad one. So, so yeah, but that's also scary. Okay. And I don't have piercings. But uh, do, you know... Uh, I just wish that we could do this before. Why do we have to? Why do we have to take the lesson from cancer? Do it without it, if you can. But I think sometimes we all need a little. Maybe we just need a lesson. Lesson to step back, smell the roses, and then move on. Maybe I needed that lesson because I was always moving, moving, moving. Yes, ma'am. Definitely, we all do. Somebody who's been through it. Please enjoy your life with whatever. You can enjoy it in less, you can enjoy it in more. And remember that when you're gone, your cupboard is only cluttery. That's all. So empty your cupboard also. Empty your cupboard, empty your brain. And chill. I've realized that. This, I think COVID has also made people realize that, that both the things that collecting anything is not. And the same thing I realized in chemo is there's no use collecting anything. Just. I pulled out all my expensive pens and I would write. I said, I don't know if I'll die. I'll pull out. What am I saving them for? Right, ma'am. So, right. So live. Live. This really, really changed your perspective on material things that we have. And people give more importance, I think, to 
I like things my that money. really I like the material things I can't deny that yes. uh, but I now uh, enjoy them yes right so right. I'm not saying I want the branded things I'm not saying material as in branded but like uh, I actually relish so the first time when I went after radiation I took a flight and went to meet my parents I can't begin to tell you how I enjoyed that flight. You know that the joy of the airport and the joy of going and buying something a little muffin and the joy the joy of that I will never be able to get that again that uh, that yes I'm alive and I can do this. I mean wow. there is a, there is a different uh, feeling which comes into it. I know all terminal illnesses have probably you feel that way. but for me it was a definitely a first of the joy of that you know even going for a movie after that yes even a movie in a movie cinema yes because uh, so <laughs> keep getting yourself checked up is what uh, i'd say the main takeaway what means takeaway to anybody is check up check up check up do not be scared right ma'am aur chale gaye chale gaye how much we lived we lived we lived happily yes right That's happiness, and that is hair. Hair is not. If you're going through it, hair comes back better. Remember that. My hair is better now than it was before. I had thick hair before, but this is like now it's. And I never had curly hair, so it's come out very nicely. Now all little curls have come. So these are all little ringlets I have. So I'm happy. I mean that way. Wow, I'm really happy on that. Yeah. Love your attitude. Love your radiance. That's that's glowing right across. Like seriously. <laughs> anyway, it is beautiful to see how your attitude and the whole take on life has changed. And I really like the traveling thing that you intend to do. I can't wait for you to do that. Do let me know. I had my tickets booked. Yeah. The rest, of course, is history. I had yeah. a year from my uh, radiation date. I was waiting because I love traveling. and well covid is not allowing anybody allowing, not allowing <laughs> anybody had to cancel my tickets yes yes thank you so much nitika ma'am it has been such a pleasure talking to you so many things yes. so many questions answered there i'm pretty sure this video is going to benefit so many people watching it as well and more than anything keep on inspiring all of us keep on inspiring us being yourself being the fighter that you have become and kudos to you It has been such a pleasure talking to you. On behalf you, on Co. Io and Love Heals Cancer, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time out for this. Oh, film. thank no, you. No, absolutely. Anything I can do, let me know. Definitely, ma'am. Okay. Thank you. Have bye a bye. day ahead. Bye, ma'am. Bye, bye, Nadia.